Hello, this is Peter Woolfolk. First, let me say thank you so much for being a listener. Now, I want to alert you to our shiny new podcast website located at podpage.com. However, you can go directly to the podcast site located at www.publicrelationsreviewpodcast.com. There, you can contact me through email. You can leave a voice message. You can leave a review. You can read an episode blog and frequently learn about the podcast guests. You might also want to suggest podcast topic ideas or even suggest a guest. You can also let me know if you would like to receive our podcast listener logo that you can post on your social media. So I look forward to hearing from you about our new podcast website, www.publicrelationsreviewpodcast.com. Thank you so much for listening to the Public Relations Review Podcast and have a great day. Welcome. This is the Public Relations Review Podcast, a program to discuss the many facets of public relations with seasoned professionals, educators, authors, and others. Now, here is your host, Peter Woolfolk. Welcome to the Public Relations Review Podcast and to our listeners across America and around the world. Question. Are you up to speed on voice search technology? It was introduced by Google in 2011. Today, it is impacting the world of digital marketing with the widespread adoption of voice search technology. It is changing how search, how search marketing professionals optimize websites to rank for targeted keywords and queries. Let's look at some numbers. Studies show that in 2020, more than half of all smartphone users will engage with voice technology on their device. Google reports that 27% of online global population is using voice search on their mobiles. eMarketer predicted that over one-third of the U.S. population, that's about 120 million people, would use voice assistant monthly in 2019. And that was up almost 10% from 2018. Comscore reports that more than half of all smartphone users are engaging with voice search technology in 2020. Now, what more can we expect from voice search technology? How do public relations and marketing people prepare for this technological change? My guest today has some answers. She is Sandy Masters, CEO of DBS Interactive, and she joins us today from Louisville, Kentucky. Sandy, welcome to the program. Thank you, Peter. So quick question. How do we, as PR and marketing people, begin to prepare to use and embrace voice technology? Well, I, I think almost as soon as you prepare, it's evolving. If you're only, if you're only now... Uh, beginning to look at voice technology, you're probably already a little bit behind. So voice search, you know, actually has been around since the 50s, but we never saw anything as robust as Siri and Echo and some things like that uh, that we have today. For PR, I think for PR folks, the biggest thing will be using what's called schema markup in your standing post that lives on a website because it is actually a schema markup, which is a type of code that will allow your PR to be voice searchable. Mm -hmm. And I hope that's answering your question, Peter. 
Well, I just uh, I, I would say you know just make it sort of uh, easy and simple so that most people can understand when you say uh, the code. How how does one arrive at or get that code or prepare that code? So so voice search is going to be first of all a lot more than just search. Search is a is a is a starting point. You know, it started on phones and then it moved into smart speakers and now it's taking over everything from cars to TV. Folks are doing customer service with it. There are some great examples out there. You know, everything is speeding up the adoption of voice tech, including voice control, which Apple devices can now be fully controlled by voice. So voice search has a lot to do with the code underneath whatever that you're writing. And it's, it's interesting because a, a lot of the same techniques are used for ADA accessibility, WCAG 2.1. So the same things that will help you do better in voice search will help you be more compliant to accessibility standards. Mm-hmm. So I think the first thing for somebody that's probably just in PR is to partner with somebody that knows code and can help do schema markup. Okay. Uh, one of the, and that's that's really what lets voice search work on, you know, on whatever you're publishing. So now is this, <clears throat> pardon me, is this the sort of thing that your company does? We tell you what it is that we want to have found, I guess is the best way to put it. And uh, we will de- prepare some sort of a script for that. And then you look at that and decide what code fits how, how does that work yeah it's it's called technical seo search engine optimization and so it's 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 the way that like before you know obviously google had to read your your website but now you have to use technical seo in the more conversational mode so that you are answering the question that's being asked mm-hmm. and yes we do help help our clients uh, work through those things. We help research, you know, what are people asking? Because really when you're doing voice search, what Google, Siri, whomever, uh, what they are, what those devices are doing is they are answering the question. And so we need to think of the question that's going to be asked, and then we need to be able to answer it. And then it needs to be written at a level that Google can easily see that that was the question asked and here is the answer. Mm-hmm. So basically, as as public relations people, we need to make sure that we're clear and concise about what question we want to have answered by a voice query. Exactly. Okay. So now, are there special keywords? As I know, when when we put some things online, we do hashtags so that they can be found quicker. Are there certain keywords uh, that function better in voice search uh, code or script writing? No, there are just some that are less competitive than, than others. But the other thing is that almost everything that's going to show up in a voice search result will also wind up being in the top three positions for that same desktop search. Mm-hmm. Because Google is also putting more emphasis on technical SEO for search in general. But those principles still work approximately the same way, where where some keywords are more competitive than others, and then you just need to work work harder for them. But you're at a big advantage if you position yourself for voice search right now 
because while it's been around for a long time, it, it really is just now pioneering when it comes to, to search. And if you get involved now, you're probably going to be an early adopter in your industry. Well, because I can see that it that it is everywhere. Uh, obviously, uh, on not only on their on the mobile phones. Obviously, we've been doing that for a while. But now, uh, your uh, TV control, you just ask for whatever it is, sports or uh, movies or something like that, and and then up they pop. Um, have you run across any unusual circumstances where voice search has been used? Well, I I, I don't know if I would call it. Um Un, unusual. It, it's it's being used obviously to drive traffic, but it's it's also being used for customer experience. So, like when you want to have a product, for instance, as a marketer, um, when you ask Google Assistant or Alexa, you know they if you position it right, uh, they can provide valuable insights you know, both about users and personalized messaging, as well as you being able, a lot of companies are being able to provide a great deal of, of product knowledge just by people being able to ask Alexa. So that ends up being more of a customer service. Mm-hmm. Has there been any sort of a marriage, and I'm just speculating on this thing because another thing that appears to be growing as well you know, the visual experiences, can people, have they been tying, let's say, voice search with visual or, or virtual reality experiences, I would say? Has there been any combination of that happening that you know of yet? I think they're using voice commands with with virtual reality, but not as much voice search. Voice search is really more about the search engines and devices like Alexa and Siri. Mm-hmm. That's really who is using voice search. Now, voice control is a whole nother conversation. We're working on a pretty neat project, building an app that integrates with a medical device to help paralyzed folks walk. And that's all a voice control technology. Now, when you say help them walk, give me an idea of what sort of uh, uh, voice controls would be given to assist in, in a process like that. There's an um, an implant, an epidural implant on the spinal cord, and that is programmed because the spinal cord, it allows what the brain would do for the spinal cord, the implant does. So the way that the voice control works with it is that at when the when the client goes home, they can say, lift my leg, take a step. And, you know, they're not jogging, but they're taking a couple of steps. They're standing and they're pivoting, and it allows them to command the device, which then sends the signal to their spinal cord. But that's voice control, which is really, um, it's, a, it's a similar but different technology to voice search. Uh, I was about to say that really sounds uh, even beyond the 21st century, what's going on with that. It it is. It's absolutely cutting edge. It's never been done before, and um, we're super excited to be a part of that. Now, now one of the things that has helped with both voice control and with voice searches is word recognition accuracy. So, you know, Google a few years ago was lucky to get 50%. But now, 80 to 90 percent, and converting it, converting the answer into multiple languages. So that's pretty cool. The the other thing I didn't mention to you about voice search earlier is that if you want to reach emerging countries, 
So if you have a target market of China or India or South Africa, very few of them are using desktops even for work. They're using phones in the fastest, easiest way to get information with a phone is to talk to it, to ask it a question, have it ask, talk to you back. Mm-hmm. This, is, uh, this is really fascinating stuff. There's, there's, there's no question about that. In terms of what else do you project, let's say, in the future of voice, how voice search can be used? Well, I don't think people are going to type anymore. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, 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 I think, you know, I, I think I'm going to be able to say, Siri, read the Wall Street Journal, skip, skip, you know. And um, I think when I want to learn um, anything, I will just be able to ask Google, Siri, Alexa, and have the answer. You know, pardon me, you, you know, when you brought that up, it reminds me of something. Uh, Microsoft's, uh, they have application has uh, where I can just speak to it and it can just take those words and verbally and write them out for me. So in other words, I can dictate a term paper or a speech or a presentation of some kind. Is that all included in uh, not necessarily voice search, but uh, the use of voice, whatever, I'll I'll just call it voice technology conversion, for lack of a better term. Yeah, it's voice control, and um, and part of what started that well, there was a there was a software thirty years ago that was out that was Dragon Speak that was used by a lot of journalists, and it was proprietary, and that was really the first um, the first group that commonly commonly used you know pretty much dictation, and that has evolved, and part of what help that evolve is, you know, that's essentially voice control. You can also say, Apple, turn on my computer. Mm-hmm. I want to write a note. I want to, I want to send an email. A lot of that came about with ADA as well as just for our personal needs. So that's what lets a blind person interact with the computer. And both Microsoft, Google, Apple, all three of them have really stepped up their voice controls on their actual um, hardware. So the idea of, of voice search technology and voice control technology have really expanded their use in perhaps our daily lives. We perhaps just not have they had the opportunity yet to take full advantage of what it can do for us. Right, right. Well, it's the, these innovations in voice control, like with the hardware, relatively new over the last couple of years. And it's just speeding up the adoption of voice tech over, over our routinely. Mm-hmm. I mean, at some point, you know how like the kids don't know the, um, they don't know how to write cursive anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm somewhat concerned that at some point they won't know how to read or write because it'll all be done for them. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's interesting. I had a um, an interview with a college professor on some some PR folks, and one of the things that he was concerned about about his students that they weren't creative thinkers. Uh, so much had been given to them, and they were told how to do things that enable to solve problems. That was a concern to him. So I'm wondering if, if this could present a, a a way for people to do things easier rather than solving problems themselves, just ask for a solution to it. Um, I agree. I mean, if you think if you think also like what Voice has done with that, you know, Domino's, if you want to order a pizza – you can sit on your couch, not pick anything up, and say, "Hey Alexa or Hey Google, I want to order a pizza from Domino's." Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> and, and, and that's happening with everything. So I I agree. I think that except for the people that want to 
create more more of that for other people. But yes, I believe that it will stifle creativity in a lot of folks. Well, not only that, one of the other things that he mentioned to me is that you know when they were looking at uh, some some possible solutions uh, for a client in their student run PR firm that he would say, well, fine, call up the client and say A, B, C, and D, and this is what we uh, think would work best, so forth and so on. And he said this, that that sort of caught the student by surprise because the student just wanted to send a text to the client. And uh, the idea of calling him up and having a, a verbal interaction is rather strange. <laughs> so, I, 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 I have that challenge in my office because uh, I have a lot of young people that work for me and uh, I have to train all of them how to use the telephone <laughs> oh my for goodness. business. Yeah, it's, 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 it, you know, one other thing that we really didn't talk about that, that a lot of the big brands are doing a much better job, and part of it is because this takes a combination of marketing skill and coding skill to really be effective. But, you know, brands like Tide who are, um, giving advice on Alexa or Google about how to remove stains. So they're elevating their brand by being useful to asking questions that people, to answering questions that people are asking. And then it reinforces their brand the whole way through. PayPal um, is using Siri so that you can send money to your family or friends. Well, you know, it, it really sounds, I had not thought about that because it sounds like perhaps uh, calling some uh, some 800 numbers and asking questions that uh, could then be responded to because of the voice search and voice control that uh, those answers have been pre-programmed, if you will, into the system. Yes, but now it's happening um, and being updated constantly the same way that Google is. You know, so, it, so before, if you wanted to do that, it had to be pre-programmed into the system. But now you're programming it so that for you're programming it into everybody's system. You know that that obviously brings up another idea, and perhaps I, I'm, I'm behind the curve on this as well. You've got cars like uh, Tesla and others who can um, uh, maybe you just can give it a direction. You get in and turn it on and say, "Okay, well, fine, I want to." Uh, get get to the office, which has been pre-programmed, and sit back and just let it take you there. If 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 it's not being done already, yes. <laughs> and I mean, you know, I'm not. Um, my car is a few years old, so I am not talking to it the way that some of the brand new cars are. But you know, I have a home button, and it'll give me directions how to get home. Mm-hmm. And and then Tesla, you can certainly say go home. And actually, even with GPS, my car and my phone will change my home address based on where I go most frequently. So when I go on vacation for two weeks, it usually puts the vacation house as my home without me telling it to. Hmm. That, uh, that's interesting. Which, <laughs> sort of making it, a decision really, for it, you, huh? It, right. It, it's, everything's becoming smarter and smarter at the same time. I'll, I'll tell you a voice control thing that's kind of cool is that Nassau's been trying to use voice control with drones so they don't need a pilot. And uh, they haven't quite perfected it yet, but one of the gals that's working with us on the spinal cord device is working on that. So they're, both voice control and voice search are so robust and moving so fast that everything is possible. But I, I do think all the self-driving cars you're going to get in, and you're going to say, I want to go to 476 Main Street, and that's all you'll do. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Well, not only that, they also have uh, some of them also have built-in self-parking too. So <laughs> you must, there's not much left for you to do, rather than just maybe doing some reading or catching up on some work while you're in the, in the process of getting to the place. Yes. The, the other thing for for a company that's really beneficial is that if if I'm doing voice search and I and I ask what's the nearest what's the nearest I don't know taco place. It's going to automatically answer me where it is, but it's also going to give me the option of calling them right now. It just creates more. Fun, it just creates more phone calls and drives more direct traffic. Well, you know, as I listen to this, as I, I keep getting ideas about where this is headed, but again, the other implication of how we need to be careful not to just completely be submissive to this technology, but still actually do things. As we said, maybe make a presentation, actually make a presentation to a group of people, call them up on the phone, have conference calls, that sort of thing. You know, it can't, we can't, be, can't completely lose that, uh, 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 those skills of, uh, of basically personal presentations. Well, that, that's true, but I think, I think that maybe the presentation, so, so when you get a lead, if the lead comes from a phone call versus a form, they convert to 10 to 15 times more revenue than an actual web lead. Mm-hmm. So if I'm talking to you and I convert over, and then I can put my energy doing exactly what you're talking about, which is how do I put together an amazing presentation because the lead has been easier to achieve. Well, Cindy, this has been a fascinating conversation, and I believe we could go on for a little bit longer. But let me just ask you if you have any sort of closing remarks to uh, to give to our audience concerning uh, not only voice uh, voice search but also voice control. Well, voice control is for the most part something that we use and don't even realize that we're using. And um, probably unless you're visually impaired, you don't realize how much you can control your phone or computer with just your voice. Mm-hmm. But voice search is going to dominate online marketing in a a number of different ways. The challenge for most traditional PR and marketing people is that they are going to need to partner with someone with technical expertise to be able to meet the demand of voice search. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, the awesome thing is that the world's becoming more and more fair every day. That yes, while it maybe limits some creativity, what it does is it allows everybody, regardless of whether they're visually impaired or whether they're paralyzed or whether they're deaf, for the most part, deaf can use still um, typing, but you know, the internet at large has made the world fairer and voice search allows a lot more people to participate that could not before. Well, Cindy, thank you so much. And uh, let me just say that we uh, here at uh, the Public Relations Review, thank you so much for joining us today. And just as a reminder, my guest was Cindy Masters, who is, who is CEO of DBS Interactive in Louisville, Kentucky. And this has been a very, very fascinating conversation. I really thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. This podcast is produced by Communication Strategies, an award-winning public relations and public affairs firm headquartered in Nashville, Tennessee. Thank you for joining us. Hi. 
this is Peter Woolfolk speaking. Now, first of all, thank you so very much for listening to the podcast. Now, I am very excited to let you know that the podcast is now available on Amazon Alexa. You know the drill. Simply say, Alexa, play Public Relations Review Podcast, and she'll take it from there. And again, thank you for listening. And if you enjoy the program, please become a subscriber. Now, on to the podcast.